Welcome again, y'all. Uh, today we're doing something a little bit different. I'm here with Chris, and as always, I'm Scott. And uh, what are we doing different today, Chris? We uh, are going to take a look at an album that just came out recently. Instead of our traditional anniversary looks, um, our friends over at Rickshaw Billy's Burger Patrol uh, asked us if we could take a listen to this album and uh, give some feedback and just our thoughts and pretty much just play the album through here yeah, and let people listen to it for sure for sure because yeah. as you guys heard that first song is a banger it's definitely my favorite song off this I really enjoyed it like, I've, it's not really an album or uh, EP. EP that's yeah, how they say four, it four that's songs right, yeah. um, came out July 25th yep yeah. um, so, so we're like about uh, 2019 so nine days in as we're recording and we'll release this episode i'm sure yeah yeah pretty yeah. pretty quickly it would bef- you know um you'll know when it comes out because you'll be listening to for it sure. and that's how you know it's out um 
I listening to that first song. That first song really reminds me of like a Queens of the Stone Age rated R sort so of years. Heavy. Like, those, like it's Buzzy. heavy. It's just grooving. I love it. Those like those uh, notes he's hitting. Um, the guitar. It's just crunching. You know. Uh, the Cincinnati Tilt. Yes, the Cincinnati Tilt. I, wanna, the I don't know what that is. To. You, have you ever heard of that? I, I think it's a dance, oh. isn't it? Okay. I assume that it's a dance or... Um, well, I can see that because it has that driving rhythm in that song. Yeah. So. And it's... Um, it's. I just... You hear him scream it right there in the uh, mm-hmm. chorus. Uh, Cincinnati Tilt! Mm-hmm. And uh, I fucking love his voice. It's so... Know, yeah. He has so many different ranges. Because um, he has this real like kind of high pitch voice that... I, I, me personally, he can't help but to love. Mm-hmm. And then he can just nail those screams at any time he wants to. I like how playful he is with the vocals really sometimes. Yeah. Like, you know. That's a good way of putting it. So, um, it's, it's lovely. Um, just, it's a really catchy song, too. Um, I mean, my favorite parts is that it's my favorite song. But the, I love the, the way the hi hat sounds on that. It's, it sounds like a tambourine, and it's definitely the thing how their structure kind of works. And yeah. this is kind of how this album kind of goes in my mind, is that um, the symbols sit above all the music. And then we break it down into his guitar playing, which, fun fact, eight-string guitar. So a lot of that, what you're hearing is not really bass, but it's a lot of the guitar. The and thickness the, is like the guitar. Yeah, yeah, that really, that the more... The thing you hear the most in it, it's really like what's blowing out your uh, eardrums. But the bass really controls it, and sits underneath it, yeah, and when yeah, it moves yeah. out from it, you can. It's really complimentary. I mean, there are, there are three piece, so right, they really so need to structure. Like, fill in that sonic field with a lot right. of like. And they're doing it oh, with totally. that power, yeah. Yeah, um, it's real interesting to hear it in the mix, um, where like the guitar is. N- not maybe the most prominent thing because I like how things do sit. It's like things sit around the guitar, but you know his vocals aren't above it or below it. They're like it's cutting true. through, yeah. so you can hear. You can you may not be able to in- <coughs> hear what he's saying intelligibly because of various factors, uh, but at, at certain points, of course, like you could hear like he's saying Cincinnati because it, until, yeah, it's, it's just kind of like he does have this kind of like. Um, I don't know if it's an effect, or I think I really believe. I think he does it by himself. Well, there's two. There, they have a Trevor, who is the bass player, does backing vocals, and Leo, who's a guitar player, does lead vocals. You know what? I've seen this band enough time to know that, and we've played with them. Yeah, yeah, but I, I just mean we played like with them recently as I, I, I don't know if I can. Like I'm trying to hear the difference, thing. and maybe it's. I don't know if it's one person taking the lead on this song or whatnot, but it sounds like on this song. Um, they're blended very well it, it, it does, does sound like many yeah. different voices and even if like he's like I know they they sing together and um, I don't know if he takes the bass player takes any maybe that like chorus uh, solo is like, vocals but yeah no matter how that his vocal style just is uh, he blends the screaming and his high pitch like it's more like a talky kind of singy way you know, like mm-hmm. his how he sings the verse but he blends them very well where it doesn't sound like multiple singers even if that guy the bass player, I'm sorry. Um, Trevor. Let's uh, let's get the name of the bands. By the way, uh, the, these bandmates. These, these bands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So What's this got, band uh, again? What are we, we doing? Leo, I believe. Leo Leiden. Leo uh, Leiden. I, sorry if I said that wrong. Leiden. L-Y-D-O-N. Uh, it's going to be uh, lead guitar and vocals. 
um, vocals. only guitar. Uh, so, and that's the, you know, screaming eight string you're hearing. That's, you know. And uh, you reminded me that today, that that's what it was. And I just assumed that he was playing uh, through a, I believe like a bass it's amp. Eight it's like a it's, bass it's amp with a super fuzz. Seven or eight. I'm pretty sure it's an eight last time I remember seeing him. Oh, yeah. I think it was an uh, eight. The first time you played with him, yeah. I, I pointed that out because we were all seven string up. And I was like, oh, shit. This guy just one up. Yeah, just one upped on the string. And then you got Trevor. <laughs> it's heavy as fuck. Doctor Goosh. Oh, I like I like how they have like um Stamp Yeah, the, yeah they always yeah. they have cool. like band names. I'm like, uh, why can't we be clever? Why are we so fucking boring? Trevor Stanfield, Doctor Goosh. He's uh bass and backing vocals and great fucking uh, bass player. And he's playing a four string bass, comp complimenting the eight string guitar. I don't know if there's a little you know I really think he's like like again, like I was talking about how I think their structure works. Uh, he really, uh, he has to hold down both entities. Like the that wacky guitar, he has to like make that sound like actual fucking rhythm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he's probably the notes that you're hearing in that real well, fucking distorted <clears throat> guitar. I think if you go and kind of any, pulling it, moving it around a little bit. If he went in the drum lower, set below and above, the drum set below the bass, like the bass drum sits. Like um, at the bottom of this oh, okay. mix, yeah, and yeah. then his cymbals sit way above, and then in between. I'm thinking about this like it's lime green. You guys should really see this album cover, because I've just been seeing lime green all day. <laughs> and I'm they have shirts of this. Like, check out their merch store for sure. Yeah, great merch. Oh my god, yeah, love the fucking artist. Uh, do we know who that artist? I don't is? know who their artist is, but uh, they got a few things on their on a website. Like a few T-shirt designs and sticker designs, and of course the album art itself. So it's just really like www. Rachel Billy. Um, uh, Billy is B I L L I E. I'll get all not the, with the Y. Have all those links at the end here. We'll link it in the link that we'll send out this video. Sure. Just click the link, people. We will have links to support them and check out the music. And but again, back to my point. Yeah. Right. So I'm just thinking about it like that. And then in the middle, you have pretty much where the uh, the vocals, the bass, and the guitar lives. Like, and it kind of just dances around, but everything is compacted like that, you know? Mm-hmm. From song to song, which it sounds thick and full, you know? Yeah. And they have this uh, this uh, formula, for sure. I, they figured I, it out. I feel like if the bass player went any lower, or if he had another, like, set it might, really another it it might yeah. sound like a different, you know? Yeah. It really keeps that rock and roll feel. Because that's that's kind of what this, uh, that's so great about uh, their songs, especially the song we just listened to. It sounds so fast, so driven, so quick. Like, um, it's, it's a rocking song. And it it's not really as complicated as you think. It's very kind of simple, straightforward. There's not a lot of complicated drums. We, we talked with uh, Sean uh, St. Um, Germain yes. um, in a previous episode about how he wasn't really... He doesn't really do a lot of fills. And what it is, is like fills are like to go into the next part. You don't have to get wacky metal crazy fills in any song. We, in prior episodes that we did on our album reviews that like those drummers weren't like going insane, you know, Mm -hmm. like just scatting into the next fucking part with like a fucking insane triplet roll across the toms. It's just more subtle and it just more complements the music. He he places every hit to complement this crazy eight string guitar you know and this uh driving rhythm of the bass because the bass is really what's probably keeping it flowing more than anything in a lot of ways it keeps things steady he's definitely the backbone he's definitely you know the drums are keeping 
I think what he had referenced in uh, the interview, you know, he, he's playing what is suitable to the song and what it exactly. needs at the point. He's not trying to overdo it with complicated fills. You always say compliment yourself or compliment the song. Yeah. And I mean, there's even parts where he takes the liberty and does some like pseudo lead stuff where, you know, the band drops out later. There's a uh, later song where the band drops out and he takes a sort of like three sort of measure, like drum kind of snare. Uh, it's not even a fill. It's just like a, a simple groove, but it's, it's, um, <clears throat> and we'll, we'll check it out. But even Thought things, I knew what you're talking about, things, no things like that, where it's like at that, at that point he could have done a crazy fill or some, you know, extravagant no, thing. Just keeps it grooving. He keeps you your head to, steady. Yeah, you yeah. Keep the groove. Don't worry about overcomplicate anything. Yeah. That being so. said in every way, he is beating the fuck <laughs> out of those drums. People, I, yeah. Like he is, I, whoa, I thought I hit hard, man. This guy's on a different level. Yeah. And for him yeah. to come up and give me a compliment to be like, dude, that was badass after one of our sets. I was like, no, all the respect is like mine. Like, it's a uh, great to have a friend like that. Um, he's a great guy. He's the one that asked us to do this fucking album yeah. and um, this fucking album, this, mm. this goddamn EP, which I've been listening to for. Well, I, I actually listened to it when it first came out. And this is kind of new for you since yeah, yeah. this is kind of like more of like, how do you feel the first time listening to it, Chris? You know, like coming into it, because I've listened to it quite a bit and um, I fucking love it. I'm like obsessed with it, especially this song, uh, the Cincinnati Tilt, which is just heavy as fucking balls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed uh, specifically that song and then I did enjoy the rest of the album like I said there are points in the album that really stuck out and just like yeah um, which we'll get into <laughs> once we definitely. listen to these fucking songs which uh, uh, should get into the next song fuck yeah uh, Grave Digger which uh, second track second song uh, kind of slow it down a little bit the longest song on the album uh, at four about 439 so uh, yeah but this one's definitely yeah, it still has that sig- that same yeah. kind of feel and tone as far as like the guitar is in your face, and it's it's continuous, it's grooving. Uh, they say the lyric uh, "Grave Digger." They say it a few. I think it is the chorus line. I believe so. So if you're um, listening to this pretty on catchy, headphones, you know? yeah. If you're listening to this on headphones, fucking turn it up all the way. Yeah. Turn it down when we start talking because I know our voices can be kind of annoying, depending on you know who you are and how you feel about us. Um, but definitely turn it up on this one because this is one of those Black Sabbath moments, mm. if you could describe it anyway. Grave Digger. Yeah, Makes me think of the go. monster truck. Oh, that's probably what they wrote it after.
slowest track on there, like the slowest one, but uh, the heaviest song mm-hmm. for sure. And then you were saying like that's that drum fill. Yeah, there was that there was that drum fill at the very end. He could have went off and did something, right? No, that was but no, it was like. You know? Yeah, I would have fucked that up. I would have been like, uh, "Let me add the double bass here, and I'll sweep it's across like, the toms." Keep it, keep it nice and simple. Keep it in the pocket, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Uh, they always say like, um, to be a great drummer, to be a um, professional drummer, you have to have a good pocket. And what that means, if you're not a drummer, is to have uh, this certain uh, style about you, this comfortable. Like you, this is how you're comfortable. Like mm-hmm. you can go in there. And like I said, this is the slowest song, which if if you're not a musician, I don't mind that. I know, but if you're not a musician, it's it's the hardest song to play because you what I said about well-placed drum beats like mm-hmm. as he does, he really just places it really like he was nailing it on the four, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And just kind of um Will taking you- his time with it and it's harder it's way harder than just keeping that steady beat, that 120. Yeah, yeah. To cut it down to like 80, like you're really. I think it, that song really it's, needed, it drags, not needed, but it, it's but fucking awesome, you know? It, it made it, it um, added to the feel of the song, especially that like breakdown at the very end, that just chunky riff. Yeah. That like vocal, there's no vocals, it's just everybody's just kind of grooving. For a little bit and then it gets even heavier and that's why i said like and turn so, up your fucking yeah turn it up dude because like, that the way that riff and that the, bass goes together the slowness yeah. of that it's so easy to fuck that up and, oh my god and then yeah you it really off and you're throwing you know i'm like sitting here headbanging and if there's like a snare that's a little off or a kit you know you yeah. kind of like you feel it so it needs to be on but everyone needs to be like grooving at that yeah. point at, you, you could slip up maybe at another another point of the song and get by but uh, Sean again definitely showcasing this mm-hmm. right here this song probably showcases his, his uh, drum style mm-hmm. and definitely um, the the song prior the Cincinnati Tale uh, definitely showcases that way that guitar works you know that guitar and the way this band is going to be from here on and forever mm-hmm. like good introduction to be like this is what we do and then every song is a little bit like that mm-hmm. following down and then uh, the next song we get into is definitely you know Grease beast. It's fucking uh, the uh, what's the uh, how do you say? I gotta read my notes. Album title track. Yeah, the I I I really heard the bass on that last song a little more than the first track, and I don't know. Yeah, if that's just like maybe no. Was, he he uh, he was like syncopating it with it, and think about it. Like in this one, you you definitely start to tell. Like I can I can actually hear like. How it's the bass spacing. is like yeah. thickening in certain parts where the guitar, like the guitar is just filling in that like wide range yeah. of like sound from like. It's almost like a sub. It, it, it is. Yeah. It's like it, it fills in a lot. And so the bass just kind of like, yeah. it adds another layer. It's almost like if you were triple tracking guitar yeah. or something like that. You know what I mean? And the way the cymbal sound in that track as well. Oh my God. It's like just fucking like glass shattering, mm-hmm. falling. Because it's so the low end is so heavy, it's just breaking those cymbals. That's almost what it sounds like the way he's making those cymbals sound, which is um, I believe I have some of the equipment that he used. I did text him maybe. Got a get a little oh, rig insider rundown. insider rig knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> um, he sent me everything in in so much detail. It's great. Like I borrowed this <laughs> drum from this person. That's Shout great. out to AJ. Sh- shout out to. Joe, 
I think Joe is the other guy that had the snare. Joe, I don't know if you exist, but shout out. Um, but he was using like a four point, uh, 14 by 8 80s uh, Thomas snare, which is a little bit heavier in the bottom end to create that just, you know, that it's really, it's right in the middle. It's mm -hmm. right where you want it to be. And um, going a little bit lower than that uses his Mapex a 26 inch bass drum I'll and that's what you said the bass drum sounded <clears throat> kind of like a little flat but it's that big bass drum sound the snare is definitely yeah. over the, the kick like as far as just definitely. like presence and um, like punching like coming through and I think I don't I don't it blends uh, it definitely does blend I like I, I can't recall I'll definitely have to I'm um, gonna listen for it on this next tune um, if he's if particularly they're micing the top snare and the bottom snare oh, this or is the, the, the yeah you the, know what the recording myth rumor <clears throat> some people do it some people don't it's real you punchy. get the blend and i yeah. think i think he's that maybe not even doing the, the top head i don't know if i hear a lot of chain i think it's a lot of like it's a 14 by 8 so eight inch deep think about something like mine is like 14 by 5 okay, at three so more inches yeah, yeah. so it's like a fucking tom yeah so it's so not gonna... it is real subtle it's not, it doesn't cut through a lot. Plus it's a, a fucking, um, you know, either, either it's a superstar or an imperial star, Tama, mm. either or. It's still a mixture of like, Pobler, I don't know. I think, the, oh, I think there's like, so say it is maple or say it's birch. It's gonna keep a really low sound and it's more of a subtle sound. But like something that's more like a brass snare is gonna really cut and get a lot of ring. Mm -hmm. This does not have a lot of ring. This is just a punch. Same thing with the bass drum. It's, it sounds like a punch and it sounds like his style like where if you watch him hit the drums, it kind of sounds like kind of a loose head, you know? But it, it, it complements everything pretty well because I don't think he wants something like super high pitch. It's pretty... Uh, yeah. I mean, the, that, that that may be why, and just the overall drum mix, the uh, cymbals are the the most like, yeah. high frequency type thing. Well, he got into the cymbals too, and we're just talking like the, about like a bunch of presence of them. Is, yeah, we're talking about uh, like a bunch of like HH X, you know, uh, Sabians, which these are like really high end cymbals, so they have a lot of shimmer to them. Okay, you I know? can see that. I can hear it's a it's a yeah, bunch yeah. of different cymbals. We don't have to get into it, but <laughs> but um. It's just, they're all really good cymbals, but they have a lot of good shimmer, if you will. You know what I mean? They're not heavy cymbals, so to speak. They're big, like 22, mm. you know, but That's what I noticed. they just have a lot of shimmer. They're not he heavy also cymbals. plays very high, it looks like. His cymbals oh, yeah. are very, uh, they're very high up, high up yeah. and then his toms were real flat, just which, imagining. you know, um, I don't, if that lend, you know. He keeps shit pretty high up, even that floor tone. Yeah. I would punch that thing. But I also uh, I, slouch a lot. I want. So, does that lend to? I mean, you being drummers, that something that's like a a stylistic choice for fills, or is that like? No, it's about being comfortable. Yeah, it's about like um, you have to have this height because you don't want to like like I said, if I'm if I'm um, if I if I don't have good posture on mm -hmm. stage and I'm like kind of leaning over it's because something's really low like my floor tom and it feels more comfortable to get down here and then keep up here because it's causing me to cramp mm. so even raising something an inch or two like a floor tom or a symbol that you you've used like a ride you know um 
if it's too low, it's going to cause like your elbow to feel weird after a while. I'm really rocking on it. Or if it's too high up, it's going to do the same thing. So you have to find a good balance to where what fits your body and the length of your arms, yeah. just so to speak. I guess you know? I could see like how, stick, you know? how high it is. He says he holds the stick at the very end. Uh, so he okay. uses a lot of the stick. So keeping it up, you can have your, if he, his arms are as long as mine and he's holding the very end of a stick, that's a pretty good reach. So the nail out at full power, like it's probably right here or maybe right here, depends on who you are. And that's why you want him up that high because you'll get the full effect of the symbol. Yeah. If it's down low, you won't get that same, yeah. you know, crash. I just see, uh, you see, in my experience, you see drummers with like different setups and like yeah. there's people with like real low stuff, but, and 26 uh, inch bass not, drum. Not even just placement of low. It's like, um, some people have things real angular where it's almost just like in the face, like they're hitting a wall almost, you know, like you're playing a wall. That's a weird drum style too. And then you have others where it's like completely flat. So then you're like, this is more flat. This is more like Igor Calavera where you get on top of those. Yes. You're on top of it. You get, yeah, it, you get more, um, range or projection. Uh If they're sitting up and down, the more they're facing you, the, Imagine punching something. Imagine hitting something on top, you know? Mm-hmm. How do you think the sound would come out more if I was going like this against the wall or like up and down to where it's physics, you know? That's what they say. You want projection out of well, your drums straight up I and mean, down is where you You go. see like big... If you bend it, you don't really get that same effect. I mean, you see like marching bands with like big... Yeah, but that's... Again, you don't get that projection so yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah. cut through so you get more of a low end sound besides you can do whatever you want in pre-production true yeah i i found, I found uh, different dude you can do whatever you it's, want it's it's um you know you just you see different drummers play and you're always fascinated by like oh they play it this or their setup is this yeah. way that's really cool it's interesting how they, how they do that oh of course but i just mean uh in case y'all didn't know yeah uh, and then speaking <laughs> on like equipment you know um, guitar player and bass player, I think, are using orange, orange, orange heads and he cabs. Like, yeah, it was like multiple looking, heads. Uh, looking like, uh, might even be using a bass, bass cab for the guitar. And uh, I see like a, you know, a, a micro or a, one of those lunchbox sort of style oranges on the ground. <clears throat> kind of like yours, but bigger. A little bit, yeah. It's yeah. Uh, more wattage. Um, so it's more power. It seems like though last time we played too, they also had oranges, so they they have that sound, that orange kind of like encapsulates, you know, you oh, yeah. a lot of stoner bands, a lot of fuzzy bands, like, and I mean you can hear that in the sound. It's real punchy, like what orange is kind of known for. It's like, it's all it. I can, I can hear the equipment in the sound, and it not in a, a bad way, in a complimentary yeah way. So. Uh, Definitely, I want. I'm curious what type of pedals they're he's using, and the bass player. Maybe uh, I don't hear like much wah. You know, there's not a lot of like frequency sweeping. It's more just like just chunky, fuzzy riffs. And now like, we're gonna pay more attention when we see them next. Yeah, like, yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. What are you using? <laughs> Let's re redo the episode. It's a remix episode where we know more facts about things <laughs> that we didn't know before. Revisited. <laughs> we revisit it, and we fact checked it. Yeah. All right, well, let's get into the third song, which is, I think we've been talking about this, Grease Beast. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, definitely, dude, just to say a few things about that song that I wrote down. Um, it definitely showcases the bass. If we were mm-hmm. talking about everything else this whole time, <laughs> we didn't leave the bass out of this at all. We didn't forget about you because this song really showcased oh, yeah, yeah. where the bass is placed. And like I said, it was just very complimentary all the way around, but definitely like almost the main thing that you're expecting and want to hear again, you know, because mm-hmm. it's given to you here and there and you're like, it's, the, it's so syncopated so catchy. well. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's one of the catchy parts of the song. It really is. It's like, uh, yeah, it's, um, it has the most rememberable co- course on it for sure. Where like that chorus really stands out. That's something I will remember mm. if, you know, someone, yeah. yeah. It's very catchy. Exactly. It was like, oh, dude, I remember how that cor- mm-hmm. course goes. Exactly. Yeah. This is definitely another great song off this uh, yeah. EP. Um, and like the last song, it ends with sort of a breakdown, dude, like chunky riff at the talk end. Talk about that scream at the end of the song. Did everyone hear that scream at the end of the song? That was in fucking insane. That was so fucking awesome. It really, like, that song was so groovy and just so kind of lighthearted, <laughs> but, like, really, you could tell the drums were making a little bit of aggressive, you know, with those snare hits, and for really the uh, the vocals to just start screaming off of that kind of, like, da 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 you know, mm-hmm, yeah, it's yeah. just like, fuck, you know? What a great way to end a song. You're going to end a fucking song? Metal, brother. <laughs> That's why I say metal. Yeah, and it went well, into that. Rock and roll. That just chunky groove sabbathy groove at the very end yeah. and like uh it's a song that kind of sticks with you for a while definitely yeah i'm still thinking about it yeah um uh just on some closing thoughts um you know uh it's crazy that they were uh were founded in 2016 and they got these three eps already out right now? 2019 okay so you know uh i believe just an ep every year Looks like so far about That's what you gotta do yeah. just keep pumping out stuff and you uh you, you can tell they're getting you know the songwriting is progressing the sounds progressing and that's just what you you would expect and you would hope for yeah. for like continuous uh the continuous process of creating right. material writing it putting it out there they play a lot of shows they found a formula they have that name mm-hmm. to go along with it mm-hmm. you know look at their fucking artwork, it all starts to add up. Mm-hmm. You listen to the way they sound, you see their t-shirts, l- like, see them play live, mm-hmm. like, they'll get wacky, they'll get crazy, like, it all adds up. <clears throat> it, it is all very well-connected, uh, mm-hmm. image-wise, sound, theme, overall, crushing it. Um, yeah. Love to see more of them. I know they have a show coming up with Billy King, but um, I think one of the bigger ones... Um, I was kind of surprised that they uh, played. My notes are sort of out of whack. It's a Monday right now. We're recording this. Oh, um, we're recording this, but they play with uh, Daikaiju and uh, Thunder Rosa, which I thought it was pretty cool. At Skull Mechanics, of all places, around the corner. Fucking A, like down the street from here. And I always have to work. This is bullshit. But, yeah, um, a great band to see live. I would suggest going out. Next show... I would say by the time y'all hearing this, um, August 17th, it's going to be an Empire Control Room oh, with, wow, um, yeah, a Billy King and the Bad Bad Bad. And, you know, uh, standard times, standard price. Let's, let's give you guys some actual facts. Let's see what they put on here. 
Um, I'm yeah, a slow they, reader. They, they constantly are playing seven dollars pre-sale, ten dollars oh, wow. at the door. Doors bad. are at eight thirty. How many bands? Let's see. Uh, there's six bands. Uh, Amplify Heat's gonna be there too, y'all. So stacked on so stack. Wait, um, wait. Five bands. Oh, one, two, three. Four, well, five. if you can't Sponsor make it to that one, one, they they play out very regularly oh they're they're stacked they're great band to see live we've played with them before yeah it's and, fun and buy this fucking album y'all oh yeah yeah uh, i think on Bandcamp for nine dollars you can get their whole discography nine dollars yeah nine dollars yeah it's the three eps uh i'm not quite familiar with the uh track list uh, number on the other two it's great it's but, well produced it I mean, fucking sounds amazing yeah yeah i mean it's would uh, never call this a demo at least 12, 13 songs of, you know, for $9. True. And be sure to follow them on all the social medias because we love these people and giving them a shout out. Uh, you can find them at Rickshaw Billy. And remember, it's Billy, B I L L I E, at the boys on Instagram. Yeah. At the um, boys. But you can type in Rickshaw Billy Patrol. Yeah, look, uh, Bert, they're all Billy's over Burger Facebook. Patrol. They have that that Instagram. Um, You'll find them. They got the band camp. They have a merch page out there. On this, yeah. That's got killer killer designs, as we've Dude, talked that about. Dude, fucking shirt's badass. The Acid Monster one. That was great. Can bang over, get some free shirts. Did <laughs> <laughs> uh, I get a shirt at your next show? Congratulate them. I saw they got a 2018 2019 uh, Austin Music Awards number three best metal oh, band. Chronicle. That's uh, pretty cool, you know. That's what That's I'm really saying. That's really fucking cool. I and saw that in there, yeah. Being uh, best live performance, I think. Best metal band live yeah. performance. And yeah. then I saw their pro- their uh, campaign, like when they were promoting that and stuff. And it just goes to show, like in the, the three years they've been around. Just work fucking just hard. Got, they yeah. are working. and like, Get an idea and stick to it. Mm-hmm. Like find a good idea. Find what makes you you. And you can hear the originality in this, you know? Oh, yeah. It's great. I mean, yeah. the self-produced all three of these so it's, yeah. they're doing something right exactly and so like all the fucking great bands here in Austin yeah and I hope you guys check out more episodes 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 my mouth is so dry right now I'm sipping on IPAs all day we're fucked up we're drunk we recorded like six episodes in a row I'm, I'm drunk on LaCroix yeah that's bubbles baby but be sure to follow us on all the social media platforms yeah. uh at Bangover Productions. Facebook. Uh, yeah. yeah. YouTube, subscribe, like. You're watching we'll it now. You're yeah. listening to it now. Keep listening to it. You probably, probably know Keep how to find it. Keep it in your feed. We got so much more coming. Yeah, and we're so. working on uh, more live shows, too, and uh, crazy, oh, yeah. wacky ideas, a little bit different. Hopefully, we can get out there. If you're in there. town, yeah. if you live in the Austin area, keep an eye out. We've got shows playing. We've got All ideas yeah. coming. They're coming. <laughs> <laughs> we just we just keep up. Yeah. We just keep coming out with them. Look at all these episodes we got going on. All right. Well, thanks, y'all. We're gonna Enjoy end it uh, one last song with uh, Johnny Boy. Tell. Oh right. We have one last song. Yeah. I just had to really pee. I was like, all right, thanks, y'all. I gotta <laughs> I unplug go. and run yeah. to the bathroom. Uh, Johnny Boy, tell them. Which is the closing track and fucking phenomenal. Um, listen for those rim shots, y'all. He just works that rim on that fucking verse, and then the cymbals really stand I, out. It makes everything explode, in my opinions. When I was listening to it, I, I, I love, I love the review. The song made me just think of. I love songs named Johnny. 
Johnny be good, Johnny. Like, <laughs> anything with a Johnny, it's gonna be a good song. Yeah. <laughs> so. And they have the they have the Billy in the name too. So something yeah. about the, in the yeah Billy Johnny Johnny Billy Johnny Bill. Yeah. All right. Whatever. I'm rambling. <laughs> All right. Thanks, y'all. Later. Bye.